Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Matchball. Hello. Welcome to The Matchball. Uh, Legion I want Liverpool 6. And that's all we have to say about that. We have fun? <sighs> no. Um, let's mention Levi Solicitors, please. Uh, Levi Solicitors bring you the show. 10% discount on your legal fees, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, 15% discount on the big three, do it. Bill's probate. And convincing. Don't do that quiet because it won't. Convincing. Thank you, thank you. For God's sake, move house. Um, there's a 15% discount on those if you check out the Phil Hay Monday Club, which will be going on uh, on Tuesday this <laughs> week. That's tomorrow, where we have to talk about the absolute fucking shit show once again. Um, Go on then, hit me. No, it's Dan, Michael and Rob. Forgot that bit. There you go. Uh, there weren't any good bits, were there? Nope. Literally not a single thing positive came out of that. I don't S- think. Sinistera's finish was cool, but then we went and conceded straight away afterwards. So it sort of ruined any mm. fun from that. What was the gap between that goal? Because we all had him on the rack for a good a good minute. Two minutes, wasn't it? I reckon. Uh, let's have a look. The crowd was going. There was a bit of urgency. Come on. We, we, we can have him here. It just, start, just started to turn, didn't it? Let's have a look. So, did, I mean, five minutes. 47 minutes to 52. Best five minutes of your life, Michael. Eh? I mean, we weren't great in that five minutes either. We were just we were just not completely standing off and letting him play, which is what we did for the rest of the game. So Yeah, again, we um, found ourselves in that situation where we were stood off and then when it went bad, when we conceded, we didn't know what to do, did we? No. Yeah, there's just, there's no margin for error, is there, when you're playing like that? Because you basically have to take the lead. Otherwise, if you go behind, you're kind of knackered. Mm. And, you know, we did have a few chances in that first half. Maybe I should take the blame for this because I was kind of saying after half an hour, like, oh yeah, the plan's working. They've not had a shot. And then they scored. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, there was that Rodrigo header from a free kick early on. It looked quite a good chance to that. It was similar to his goal against Chelsea at the start of the year. And Mm. I guess he that feels like a lifetime ago and a lot has changed since then because we we missed that chance and then we just completely cave in in the second half again. Mm. Mm. We've conceded the most goals in the division now. Have we? I think so. Well, that's good. Um, feels like a bit of a struggle this one, lads. Don't know why. Hey, I tell you what, we've had value for money this week, haven't we? Well, we've seen 13 goals in a week. Mm. You, were so away, I, you were away, Rob, weren't you, in Greece? I am. Um, a nice time. I went away and, you know, we'd just beaten Forest. Everything was fine. Mm. Everything was normal, as we're saying. Yeah. Since then, we've conceded 11 goals and we owe Big Kev 25 million quid. It's been quite <laughs> the seven days. We've, yeah, we've now conceded 60. Um, next highest is 59. AFC Bournemouth have conceded 59. Still a point of goal. Yep. <laughs> That's so another the, point tonight, isn't it? <laughs> so there's that. 
I mean, I'm trying to find any sort of crumb of comfort with any of this. It was awful. I mean, and and I just I'm really struggling. I, I mean, I've just sort of. Did you feel like there was just an air of resignation um, to the whole thing? It really felt like tonight. Those games at the end of last season felt against Arsenal and mm. Chelsea and whoever else spanked us. City, wasn't it? Yeah. Where there was just a real resignation to it, which is weird. I mean, I've just texted someone after at full time saying, I can't believe we're this bad and we're still going to stay up. <laughs> but because we are terrible and, you know, if we do go down, we will completely deserve it. But yeah, just watching. We still might not, though. That's no, nice exactly. Thing. Yeah, it's yeah. mad. Like, and. We're still not in the relegation zone, which is incredible. I think that's what's really annoying about it because we're playing like a team that's already relegated. Like when by the end of last season, when Watford and Norwich had kind of thrown it in, and we're just obviously like tossing it off through games, just like well, it's not going to make any difference. We're playing like that, yeah, and we're not even in the relegation zone. Mm. Do you know what it is? Never mind, cut adrift. I was, I was, I kept quite a cool head with that in the second half, in this, in that same way that kind of that just that hush just settled over Ellen Road, like that we're doing this again, kind of hush. Um, so I thought, right, okay. Let's try and plan for the match ball and have something to say because I just felt this, just the, the, an aching chasm inside, um, just a, a massive void, uh, and it's that we've um, we've got no characters in this squad, have we? There's just no leadership. There's so little leadership. When, um, when I was calling a few, I was calling a few of the characters <laughs> to be honest, yeah. but there, there are none. There's there's no there's no bollocks in this team. There's uh, none. It's it's they're spineless and soft. And I thought this like you know like for example that that first one obviously shouldn't have stood because of handball, VAR, yeah. different phase of play, whatever. Fine. I think they said it wasn't handball. I think someone was saying to me that apparently they, they'd said the official line on it was that it wasn't deliberate handball, so it's yeah, fine. I think they've it's the, if, the evening post running the story. But if there's if there's any handball in the build, it doesn't matter. I don't care. No. I actually don't care. I just thought there was, if there's any handball in the build up to a goal, it got ruled out. But yeah. if it's a different phase of play, whatever. I think they, changed, nah. they did change the rule a bit. But I mean, it's it's handball, and the ref should have seen it in the first place. But yeah. I I did worry though seeing the lineup and you see Rodrigo captain, and I know Aylin's been playing badly recently but he is kind of he was like the one leader left in that mm. team and then you take him out and Cooper's not playing and Ferber's not playing and yeah I think there is a lack of leadership in there and I thought last season that was kind of what got ailing in the end was that he was like the only one holding it together but yeah without those characters in the team it just all goes to shit like mm. you know the point I was going to say about the first goal sorry regards to characters and stuff we, we never seem to put our foot in like we never seem to go in hard like I, I do wonder with that first one if had Furpo been a bit more committed to it I don't know it all it just seems we're a bit we're just a bit tippy tappy but all in are you saying we need to go all in maybe so maybe celebrate so. moments uh, yeah all, all minimal width well whatever it is whatever it is it's not working is it um, it was awful at the minute but the, the, the whole defence was but the, dreadful the, the second was, was the second one the one where uh, McKenney lost it in midfield yeah yeah, yeah well, it's then, just, everything's just so lightweight there's just never that tackle going in and then the ball, I've, seen, I've just watched that one back. Melia is weird on it as well. And, then, and there's another one like, do you know what it is? I don't blame any of these players for who for being who they are. I blame Orta. I think tonight what you're seeing, you're seeing Orta's ultimate legacy at this club, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's a sign of everything's a project. Everything's about future value. Um, it's full of kids and it's full of weak characters and, and a lack of leaders. And I don't, I don't blame the, the players themselves for the things that they lack. I, I blame the director of football mm-hmm. for recruiting them and, putting together a hideously unbalanced squad like Ruta I'm sure he'll be a, he's, he's a, a good player somewhere in there absolutely 100% not what we needed at the time no well you look at the, all the subs really because you've got Nanto who was a, a cheap punt signed because we accidentally sold Dan James you've got Somerville who's a bit of a, a cheap project player he's, he actually did he was probably one of our better players after when he came on who sorry um, Somerville yep 
And then you've got Adam Forshaw, who we've all retired in our heads about a million times, but because we haven't got enough depth, he somehow gets the guests to come on. And then thirty-five million pounds of puppet. I felt um, I felt really sorry for Forshaw at the end because he was straight over to applaud the fans, and because he's got kind of shortly cropped light hair, people were shouting "fuck off, Rasmus!" at him. It's <laughs> about a foot small. <laughs> I yeah, think, Rasmus is no good either, is he? No. I know Ailing was ter- is, Ailing's been this, terrible, but, but you swap him. This is the failure, isn't it though, Michael? That's what I'm on about. Like we we've we've come up and they've the fact that we've we've been hammered defensively for two years now, everyone can now see the evidence is there, how weak we are at the back, and it's never been properly addressed, has it? We've got Verba, obviously you can't do anything about his injury, so be it. But to have I don't know, I just think the the recruitment at the back has been shambolic, isn't it? And I think as well, I mean Melier's culpable as well. A very talented keeper, evidently, and he's a good shot stopper. But there are loads of deficiencies to his game as well because he's only young and, yeah. st- and he's still learning his game. And can, he's either guy to, to bollock a defence to organise him. You know, what I mean, like just to compare him to some other keepers in in the league, the league's full of absolute maniacs. Mm-hmm. You know, all the, all the most high-profile keepers are, are basically maniacs. I'm watching the goals back, and he he's, doesn't come out with them well. <laughs> I have to say, the second one, his positioning's weird. The third one, he comes out and doesn't get there, so it's just knocked over the top. There's another one where he comes out for it and he's way short and they, I think he gets headed clear. I'm just, just on the highlights I'm going through now, but yeah, he's he's not coming out of this well at all. Was it the third one? Straug just got done at a throw-in. Again, was really soft where you think, just be stronger and get your mm. foot in there. But it was such a collective failure. It, it feels kind of pointless to pick out individuals. But I felt like you, Dan, you know, you look at Jorginho Rutter coming on and... Um, He's our record signing and this, this whole, you know, we've had like two years of people talking about Bamford and when he's not there and we need like an out and out number nine and yet everything they've gone for is like not that, it's not, not, it's not, not what we need. need yeah. yeah, And you've even had managers talking up the importance of Bamford and yet the, the, even before Rutter, it was Charles de Ketteler who people didn't know whether he was a striker or a 10 or a winger or a central midfielder and it does go back to the soldiers wrong fit isn't it none of it can it's mm. so lacking in cohesion and now we're churning through managers as well none of it goes together yeah and the the, the churn of managers is partly to do with this as well like it's been pointed out Zach saying um, that Aileen you know sh- potentially should have been replaced we had 15 million pounds to replace him and we've managed to downgrade which is it's clear to your eyes isn't it and th- and that is on the director of football who I think in the case of, of um, Christensen he got him because he was a Red Bull player but then that goes back to the idea of appointing Marsh and, you know, people will have their own opinion on whether Marsh would have taken us down this year or not. Again, much like Bielsa last year, we'll never actually know. Um, but they've gone all in on him as this project. And But selling him as the successor to Bielsa, it was just, it was a left turn, wasn't it, to go pursue a completely different kind of football. And now they've sort of done the same again. Gracia's asking him to do a far more contained job. And I, th- I don't think they're necessarily comfortable with it. It just shows a complete lack of planning, really. And... I think the people at the top have just been chasing the tails for effectively over a year now, about 14 months. It's, it's got out of control yeah. is what it's happened. It also had it under control for a few years. And absolutely. And, and actually made water, wine out of water when yeah. you look back and on it And then as now. soon as like a little bit of the machine has broken, it's just completely spiralled and the, the car's in bits. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't see what... Um, I don't see what a manager... Well, it's probably it's telling that when we were trying to appoint a manager... No one wanted to touch it because they probably were looking at the squad and going, mm, not for me, not now. Come back to me in summer maybe when you can make me some promises about bringing in four or five players and balance it out a bit. But they're probably looking at that team and going, well, your big, your most expensive players in it are Ruta, who's a sub, 
and rightly a sub. Brendan Aronson, who has never done it as far as like first few games of the season, he looked quite good. Since then, he's just he's just spends a lot of time rolling around moaning. McKenny, I thought was dreadful today. But again, but they've all. This is the thing I think. I think you don't look at them and you go, they're all shit. You just say they're all not quite good enough, and they've mm-hmm. committed a huge amount of money to players who have not in any way been a significant upgrade. Like McKenny, he's clearly got he's got a footballing brain. There's some nice way the way that he sort of threads little passes together. But then also just like treading on the ball and losing it for that second goal. Mm. It's just that lack of, of of that final bit of quality, isn't it? But I guess it's about when you're at the, the kind of the level that we're at, is it, I don't know, Should we should be recruiting better. I don't know. I, I'm, it's a rhetorical question really, isn't it? Should we be recruiting better? I was interested in the midfield tonight because, you know, the kind of story around Liverpool is like, oh, we need to get rid of all these terrible midfielders we've got and buy a whole new midfield. And That's how you get at them, says the, the information, doesn't it? The yeah, and I thought, wisdom. You know, McKenna and McKenny and Rocker played well against Forest, then it all fell apart against Palace. Tyler Adams, it was his probably his best game for Leeds was at Anfield in that win where he was just mm-hmm. disrupting everything. And you thought, come on, McKenny Rocker, like show it tonight. And it, they, they just if you're gonna sit back and kind of let them have the ball, when we get the ball, you really need to use it well. And they just don't, do they? And as much as we're told about Rocker is that he's this great passer who can get on the ball and, you know, keep it and you just don't see that. It doesn't happen. It's really strange. Uh, the the, the decision making is awful, isn't it? It happened once against Forest, <laughs> as far as I can see. <laughs> and this, and it's, um, I know people it, will say, "Oh, he's progressive passive." I feel really harsh to pick on this about Rocket, and it's not even from the game tonight. But that interview with him on uh, with Phil Hay for the Athletic, and he's talking about his time at Bayern and how much he could learn from these players. He was these great players he was playing at, but he was almost like, "But you know, I was never going to get a game because they're all really good." And it's like, well be better and get into the team like it's kind of your challenge is to force yourself into it and you compare that to stories of James Milner when he was at Man City and he'd be driving home crying because he was like I just can't do any more to get into this mm. team and you think oh come on mate like we need better than that and, and it, against Forrest his good game was like when he seemed fired up and aggressive mm. and it's like well, it was fine doing that against Brennan Johnson and offering him out but when you're playing up against like proper midfielders come on like show something if you're this Bayern Munich player like who's, who's played in the Champions League it's the same with McKenney. He's come from Juventus. He's got a good reputation. We suppose we've got 35 million quid banked on him in the summer. Jesus, really? Like mm. We need more than this. Yeah. yeah, if you if you just looked at the performances, well, in the last few games, and you said there are two 35 million pound players on that pitch in, in the Leeds team, you would have really, really struggled to find them. Yeah. I don't know who you would have put your money on. Yeah. If it was like if it was like million pound drop where you've got you've got to, you're moving you're, you're moving your thirty five million around which one are you going to have it on you'd probably put it on end up sticking it on Somerville or something weird because you'd just be like I don't know they'll look fucking like they've never seen a football before there was that one lad who came on who sort of kept it for a bit maybe maybe him I don't know small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project. There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Can we talk about Willy Nonto and why he's not playing? When... And why, why did he come on? More to the point. I was more annoyed at that. Than... Well, they're not getting ready just before the entire thing collapsed. And then he kind of in the end just had to go through. I was with just it. thinking, well, he's just going to, if he's a bit injured already, why even bother bringing him on in this when it's completely gone? Yeah. And why is he not playing from the outset, though? I do know. Is it because of the work rate that you get from the likes of like Aronson up front doing the pressing and Nonto stuff? Nonto works tirelessly, I would say. Mm, I suppose we don't know what his injury is like. No, you know, he was injured, wasn't he, in the international break? But yeah, he just has that spark, doesn't he? Mm. But then it was it was it was awkward today, wasn't it? Because Sinistera scored, and that was from pressing their defence, which mm. obviously wasn't the tactic. And then for that five minutes, when the crowd kind of got into it, they did look a bit like, oh, but which one do we do? Do we press and like get into their face mm. like the crowd are chanting for, or do we sit back like the manager's telling us to? And, it was all just a bit in the middle, but that's like that first half. They didn't really have many chances. Liverpool, and they scored from their two shots mm. or whatever. But then two second halves in a row now, the opposition is just creating chance after chance after chance. It felt like they had uh, six shots on target and scored six times tonight. They, they had chances though. It was not. I don't feel at all unlucky to have lost six one there. Do you not think though that they didn't have any? It's the same pattern as we've seen before. They didn't have any clear cut chances until we had to start chasing the game again. Because we conceded that first goal and the second one came quickly after it. And then <laughs> the goals they did. No, from the first two they scored. No, but, like, if you, but if you look at that as the, ter- the turning point of the game, up until that point, it was a bit of a chess match, wasn't it? Like it we, was. were, we were sat deep and trying to absorb them. But the problem is with that that sort of system, as I said before, it's got to be faultless, hasn't it? You can't afford to make mistakes. And as soon as you make mistakes, you're punished at this level. And then you've got to start chasing the game and then you've got to deploy a different game plan. And I don't, I don't know. I, I, I guess we're now seeing the limitation of of Javi Gracia here, aren't we? Um, in that, do, does his system, does it lack ambition? I don't know. It's, it's hard to pin down. Is it? I mean, do you, how much do you blame him in all this? Um, He'd he, he done a good job up to this point, pretty much, hasn't he? Yeah. And he, and he might yet the, in the next three games. Yeah, the, the way we've set up in the last three halves of football has been awful, I think. In the Liverpool, Liverpool just looked like, in the early stages, they were just waiting for a chance. It felt like they were. They knew it had come, and when there was, a, I made a note. I think it was about twenty minutes in. We'd we'd contained them pretty well, and we, they, we were making them play in the middle of the pitch mainly. But then it's like they put one ball in, and they got, we got really deep for about two minutes, and it was panic stations for a while. And then they sort of realised, oh, we just do that every time. Yeah, and we couldn't find a way out of it. And then that, that's just what they did for the rest of the game. I was going to say, he sent them out in the second half to Klopp, just basically saying. Just you know, trust your ability, your superior ability to these mm. footballers and start passing it around. 
because I think we limited him to to trying to drop balls in behind us um, mm. in that early stage when it was still nil nil. And I thought, okay, you know, it's not it's not pretty, and it's it's a containment game. Fair enough. The problem is, is then you've got to go up the other end and score, haven't you? And I think we had a half chance or two, maybe um, when it was still nil nil, could have perhaps got something and we didn't and it's just same old story isn't it you concede one then we collapse <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think there was anything good about it about the start of it particularly either. I thought we were really really we just seemed very hands off with it mm. the thing is though like you know we won at Anfield and Melier had to make loads of saves and mm. we were under pressure and you do have to have a bit of that backs to the wall spirit to it so I don't necessarily mind like I say I think the first half hour it did kind of work but you do have to be really ruthless with it and if you're not it does get ugly like we saw like, mm. the, like the game at Anfield they could have scored six easily but mm. Melier was brilliant um, so that does kind of show like the, the game a risky playing I guess but we got it badly wrong tonight Safe to say you just want the season to be over now yeah and the, the thing is like I don't, I don't even feel too like downbeat tonight I just resign no, no 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 not at all I, I mean I just sort of resign myself to it I left at 5-1 I was like Fuck it, I'm just going to walk back down. It's your fault we lost six, but <laughs> just, uh, just heard a cheer go up and I was like, oh, we pulled one back. Have I missed it? Oh, it's six. I did, uh, I did make a note at 5-1 saying, I'd really like this to be 5-2 so it's not consecutive 5-1s. And then part of the note says it will be 6-1 instead. <laughs> <laughs> Their fifth was really demoralising because they just, if it's the right one I'm thinking of, I think it was the fifth. Was it one where they just passed it around yeah, until they, they found a free man? Yeah, they just had it for ages. <laughs> then they just passed it to Jotter who just twatted it in and it was like, oh. Whatever. Well done, lads. Well done, lads. So we're, not, at the back first, we're, not, we're not marking him then, no? Just leave him on the edge of the box to, yeah. to stroke one in. It has been, been pointed out we were actually much more dangerous at Anfield. We were. And that's the thing, isn't it? We, we, we sacrificed attacking. So like, this is the thing, isn't it? Like Marsh got us the win at Anfield by taking risks and we got away with one there um, by scoring that late goal, which was brilliant. It felt like it was, it was basically um, completely risk-free and we see them relying on us not making errors and then taking our chances, both of which we're not very good at. <laughs> and, that, and that's the that's the limitation of Gracia's system, isn't it, I guess? When you're up against a good football team, which Liverpool obviously are. A palace? Yeah. They're all right. Yeah. They're not 5-1 good, are they? Mm. I, I, very, I think we're going down, I have to say. Well, we might well do. Um, no, I don't feel too downbeat to answer your question on that one, because... We're playing like a, a thoroughly defeated. Yeah, but the, the other side to this is we're still not in the relegation zone, no, as Rob said, mm-hmm. and there is still time for us to. However, even if we do it by the skin of our teeth, for us to stay up, and it's going to be bloody hard. It's going to be horrible, but we still might. Uh, yeah, I always sort of think things are going to work out all right until they're absolutely yeah. broken, and I sort of think, well, I'll just leave that for future me to worry about. But mm-hmm. having missed the Palace game, I was and having not seen it, I was like, well, I'm willing to just write that off as a free game and think that's not going to happen again and I think and I was hoping that the players would just be like that isn't happening again we'll make sure of it mm. so tonight does worry me in that sense that they have just folded in another game yeah, needed, but we are out of the relegation zone and we're not going to get beat 6-1 every week it needed a reaction didn't it after the, the second yeah. half at Palace and instead we got a complete mm. repeat performance mm. which was is it, good with this uh, it wasn't quite the same team was it because it was ailing for Christensen uh, that that is also partly what worries me because after the Palace game it was like well just get Aileen out of the team and people mm. are a bit frustrated with Bamford and you've seen oh, yeah, Bamford Chris- as well, of course. Christensen's at right back nothing changes and you know Rodrigo up front for Bamford you're kind of equally frustrated with either of them mm. I, think. I mean the, the one positive I'm just looking got a league table in front of me and it gives the form for the last five games 
the bottom three teams there are obviously 15 games there are three teams and there are three points from those fi- from from those games for all of those teams mm. so they're all absolutely shattered that, that was the other positive out of tonight watching Liverpool tear us apart I was like how oh, shit must Forest be if we beat them <laughs> well we know Southampton is shit as well because we've been admittedly yeah. had beat us which is a worry and football's but. funny you know football is funny it doesn't you know the, the path is never a, a straight line it might be a straight line down to the championship it also might not be we thought that we thought this last year didn't we so just um, stra- strap yourself in and hope for the best I think games like this though are when you start having like a second guessing your, your team and going well maybe if we put Greenwood in midfield and we go to a back three you see I don't and we'll play nah. <laughs> You don't mean that that kind of stuff goes into overdrive, doesn't it? When, oh, what, when, when, when the other becomes the when, solution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When stuff has gone has been completely broken for a couple of games, you start going, well, maybe Jack Harrison would be a good left wing back and Junior Furpo could play left centre back. And, um, and we could go three at the back. McGurk scored for the <laughs> under-21s tonight. So maybe McGurk can play as a 10. Um, and, and Can we just say they're trying to chuck it in the bin as well, aren't they? They lost. Yeah. They, they, sorry, not lost. They um, conceded a late equaliser in, in injury time. Um, there's an interesting thought here from Mole saying the squad isn't good enough to play stable football, needs to play roulette ball. We need a risky manager, but without the corporate nonsense, which might might be true. I, mean, I think with um, with the state of mind that I'm in, it's just like, let's just see how, how, the, how the chips fall now. Let's just get to the end, see how the chips fall and then um, breathe and then just change what needs to be changed. And I can't I can't look much further than Otter at the minute. Um, sadly, I just think that this is just what he's built. Um, well, it's his... And I, but you know, you're talking about like second-guessing yourself there with the side and stuff. I don't think we need to. I think we need to fundamentally sort of stick with what we're doing. Maybe give Nonto a run out because he's our best footballer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just try and do enough to to get over the line. And then uh, then we sort it. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, Alter is ultimately responsible. He's in charge of the footballing yeah. project. Yeah. And that's involved a very bad manager for a year, stuck with longer than he should have done, a panicked appointment and a squad that's all over the place yeah, and, not, and not built for... Part of the idea of getting a, having a director of football is that you... You don't end up with a situation like when Warnock left and you've got Brownie and Tongi and Morrison and Varney. Like you've got all his boys that you're trying to get rid of. And because another manager won't want them. But what have we what are we left with now? I don't see there are, we've got two or three high value players who'll be picked off if we go down. I feel like the rest of them. Like, would anyone want would would people be queuing up for Christensen or Rocker or Strauch at the moment? Like, would or would you just look at them all and go, yeah, probably better people out there. The team tonight in particular, without Nonto or Verba, you look at it and you go, if we were to replace any of these players, would you be asked? No, that, that's no. the thing. Is that, that's why I and kind then, of, I hate that point of apathy, Robert, where I'm just kind of going, well, yeah. okay, fine. I, I've got no real love for the team or affection for there, it. There are players in there that I like and I think, you know, it, it can do a job and stuff, but ultimately you could upgrade any of them. Mm. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Because you'd have said that Paul Heckingbottom's last game, if someone had said to you, do you want to you can flick a switch and start again with that squad. Like, do you want to do you want to change them all? You'd have probably gone, yeah, fuck it, well, roll the dice, whatever. Mm. And then the next season they turned up and they were brilliant, and history was made, and they turned out they were all really good players with the right direction and everything. Whereas, I don't know, is there that in the current squad? Is the potential for it to be really good? We've not seen it, have we? I'd, I I don't think we can underestimate the importance of consistency and training and, and good coaching as you can see well, look at Villa for example the difference mm. between Gerard and, and Emery it's it's just down to good coaching isn't it just good coaching and using players to the best of their ability it's, I think it's hard for any manager to come in mid-season and try and implement something um, as we saw both with Marsh last year 
and then Grassi with this year and the fact that you know changes the change this year obviously made too late you could argue it was the wrong person in the first place whichever whichever way you you feel about it it's it, it's the book stops for me with the people above mm-hmm. and, and there's just a complete lack of of coherent strategy T- totally winging it and they can't really argue against it can they no because here we are again yes <laughs> like if it, if it had worked we wouldn't be uh, what, are, what are we a point above the relegation zone two points two yeah sorry I'm doing doing you a disservice two points two mm-hmm. points like it hasn't it, the proof is in in the pudding isn't it and mm-hmm. um, that's Weston McKenney eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, he's not a fat man really just not just not a very good midfielder it turns out certainly not today Oh, they can all fuck off, can't they? <laughs> <laughs> Rodrigo was useless too. Yeah. Mr. Head didn't do out else. I and mean, this is the thing, like, you, 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 you paid 27 million for him and he's, he's only just this year started to deliver. And even then you see enough about him and think he's still not quite of the level, is he, that's going to turn, turn matches very often in this league. It's been a weird season because I feel like we, we've basically got some points early on because Rodrigo was in a decent run of form and scored some goals. Then we had the second run where Nonto and... Verba were in the team and it looked it looked a bit solid at the back it looked a bit better going forward and other than that it's been pretty awful mm. you'd struggle to say we've played well in many games no just want it to be over and it will be soon will be I'm not not, soon. Can we, not planning a Dignitas visit or anything can we, can we play all the remaining seven games like back to back in a over two, over just over <laughs> over a couple of days or something just to no, get it finished 1970 style we, we, we were discussing being put into an induced coma weren't we before we came on air yeah ideally just one two three four it's counting the weeks yeah sorry one two three four five six weeks and it'll all be over yeah wouldn't it be lovely just have a nice long sleep for six weeks <laughs> just put me into cryo sleep because by the time you wake up when you went down you just go fuck so oh, well <laughs> <laughs> who have we got who have we got opening day next season <laughs> Huddersfield, oh fucking hell! And Warnock's <laughs> going to be in charge. Oh, great bunch of lads. Ah, uh, come on, then, let's wrap it up. Uh, any, any, any final thoughts? Uh, there was a kid as I left the ground asking his dad, "Is Jorginho Rutter ever going to score?" And his dad just says, "Never." And, he, and, the, and then the kid said, "I can't wait for him to score against Tottenham on the final day when we've already been relegated." <laughs> you brought him up well. How old was the kid? About eight or something. Oh, bless! There was wow. a little kid when I was walking back down Ellen Road itself, and um, they must have stopped to get like a late night snack. Him and his dad, and I think his uncle was there or whatever. You know, like four of them. Little kid, I think, tripped over part of the, the cycle lane, and his fresh box of chips just ended up all over the pavement. I thought, what a great metaphor for our mm. season that is. The whole thing, the that, whole thing. That was the best moment of his night, wasn't it? Did still eat him. I mean, I would have done. I'd have, I would I'd have, have been, been, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have been selective, maybe. But uh, I'd have, I'd have, uh, at two fifty, <laughs> to the top. <laughs> to. But you can invoke the five second rule. In fact, he's, he's probably still left in there. Where, tell me where exactly they were dropped. <laughs> Should we drive up? <laughs> Get myself some free chips, right. chips and gravel to finish the night. I've had enough. We've got more shit to talk about this in the next day or two. So, uh, thanks for joining. Propaganda. Us. Short Chelsea Arsenal. It's going to be tough. I don't even want to feel like laughing at other people though after the week we've had. No. It's hard, isn't it? Um, bath with the toaster, maybe? <sighs> um, there must be something out there. Just stream you eating those chips. Mm. Right. Just bin food and floor food. <laughs> Why don't we all bring in the best food we've found on the floor? <laughs> and we'll see. We'll eat it. Uh, let's go on. Even Curtis Jones was cutting through us tonight. <sighs> it's late. It's late. Let's go. Um, cheers for listening and watching <sighs> to happier times cheers The Matchball 
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 